Well, hello again, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Between the Shadows. This is Kristen. This is Kara. Thank you so, so much for joining us today. So, I just want to kick this off by saying thank you, thank you, thank you to all of you following us on Facebook. We're up over 600 likes. Thank you. So, thank you so much. We really appreciate you. So, last time we chatted, we talked about a few things. We talked a little bit about Sarah Collins and her effect on the others around her. And Burke popping the question to Vicky and yeah. then promptly bungling it because he did an investigation on Barnabas and it just set Vicky right off. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Vicky really lit into him about that yeah yeah (laughs) i watched that part again when she told burke that you know she just doesn't want to hear anything about it you know he was like you know that he did this and what about this and you know he you can't see him during the day and this and that she was like you know what burke i don't want to hear anymore and i don't think i want to marry you Mm -hmm. and the thing that makes it makes me laugh about it is once he comes back and apologizes to her, mm-hmm. she's like, "Great, you apologize to me. Now you got to apologize to Barnabas." Yeah, and he does, uh-huh. and he's very like tail between his legs about it too. Mm-hmm. He's like, "I'm sorry, Barnabas," and, and Barnabas is like, "Well, would you like me to tell you what I do during the day?" And he's like, "No, that's that's your business." And yeah. Barnabas is like, "Okay, you know," <laughs> but it just it just made me laugh a little bit. She's like, "Great, now you can apologize to Barnabas because he's the one you offended," you know. Right. But and you embarrass me. Yeah, exactly. You, you embarrass me. You embarrass the crap out of me. And so, though, yeah, there was that. I just like that Vicky stood up for Barnabas, mm-hmm. and it's that friendship, that bond. That I mean, like you said, like you don't always have to. You're not always maybe with your soulmate. It's not always a significant other. It's a best friend. And right. That's kind of how their friendship is. They're like soulmates almost. Yeah, I I, I fully feel, believe I that that's a thing. Yeah, definitely. Even if they weren't together and in love and they never ended up together, I, I truly believe that was a the makings of being soulmates, at yeah. least at least in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So um, so that's where we are in our story. So today I'd really like to just delve into Sarah yeah. and her effect on everybody. She We know that her and David have been playing for a while. Mm-hmm. David is really the one who sees her regularly, you know, and, yeah. and even that, not really that regularly because David doesn't choose to see Sarah. Sarah chooses to see David. Right. And right. that's what he keeps telling people. He was like, I don't find her. She finds me. Right. She and just shows up. Yeah. She shows up and she disappears as quickly as she appears. Mm-hmm. And... Dave was like, it's kind of annoying. You know, we try to play and then right, she no disappears. Right, no matter how hard he tries, like, he even brought her up to the doorstep of Collinwood. Even into the door. Into the door. And he's like, wait here. And, of course, the second you turn your back, she's, she's gone. gone. Yeah, and But this time, the, that time, she did leave her bonnet behind. Yeah. And this gives people kind of a clue. Yeah. And they've, they've commented on it. And Vicky was like, look at the needlework on this. This was all done by hand. How long did this take, right. you know? It's the same with her doll. Like, right, exactly. Everything is very dated. Definitely. And everything everything about her is brand new, but it's so old at the same time. Uh-huh. And so we know that Sarah has been the protector of Maggie, Maggie most of all, because Maggie, when she was trapped in Barnabas's basement, you know, that's when Sarah first came on the scene and she was there for Maggie. And for me, I know she had that bout of being crazy but it wasn't really being crazy she just kind of regressed into her younger self and I think Sarah had a lot to do with that I think Sarah had a lot to do with Mm -hmm. keeping Maggie's sanity as best she could 
you know, instead of just making Maggie completely nuts, you know. Yeah. And and maybe looking at it like from a different perspective, maybe I think sometimes like the way she regressed and like you said, Sarah had a lot to do with that and help with that as in a way like if she regresses and starts acting like a child and that keeps her other sanity, you know, safe inside. Right. And, you know, that that turned Barnabas off from wanting to continue with Maggie. Yes, he just wanted to kill her off and get it over with because she knows too much. Right, but that did stop Barnabas right in his tracks from making her Josette. It's like, oh, she's just lost her mind. Yeah, she's just lost her mind. But really, she, and Dr. Woodard said it too, She's re- she regressed into a part of her past where she felt safe. Right. And I think that kept the rest of her mind. Mm-hmm. It just kept it in another pocket in her brain. Right, exactly. Kind of kept it tucked away. Yeah. And... But, but yeah, that was the point where Barnabas was like, okay, I'm done. She's lost her mind. She's crazy. Right. Not that I had anything to do with it. But right, exactly. <laughs> but he didn't take any responsibility for that. It no, was just, he didn't. It, it was all about this. This whole point of Barnabas was just a little bit of self involves, you know, very selfish of Barnabas because he was just trying to get these pieces from his old life back. And right. he was obsessed with getting everything back. I mean, I think right down to the costume party, you know, having everybody come dressed as his family members, it was it was right. just a piece of time that he could get back. And this is how they all looked before when he died. Right. Like, exactly. This, yeah. You know, he had he had his mom and his dad, he had Josette, he had Jeremiah, he had Millicent, his whole family yeah, was whole right clan. there in the room. Yeah. And the part that he didn't know was Sarah was there too Sarah at the stop there. at the top of the stairs. Yeah. And I don't know. That was just, it was kind of profound for me. It was like Barnabas took this little chunk of past and brought it into the present. Mm -hmm. And nobody really realized what he was doing. But, you know, I think probably that was a happy time for Barnabas, at least until the seance happened. Right. And it all got, you know, it all went to crap after that. And And we mentioned, like, the only one who did seem a little wary about it was Elizabeth for a right. minute. And yeah. she's like, I don't know, this just feels weird. Just feels wrong. We shouldn't be doing this. And but. but so Sarah, she was the protector of Maggie, but she also protected Maggie when Barnabas came to kill her once she got back home. Right. And her mind was back, except she didn't have that memory. Right. Which again, I feel like was a gift. I feel like Maggie not remembering that very traumatic part of her life was kind of a gift, you know, because then she didn't have to go through all of this therapy and all this PTSD from this experience that she had, right. you know, aside from keeping Barnabas safe, you know, yeah. uh, her not remembering. She just wanted to get her life back. Maggie was ready just to get her life back. Yeah. And everyone at Collinwood and in Collins Port are just, they're mystified about Sarah, you know, because... And the more they talk to David, every time they talk to David, he keeps telling them, look, I don't choose to see her. She just shows up. Mm-hmm. And it, it usually this is the place where I am that she shows up, but I don't have anything to do with it, you know? And Barnabas has started to catch on, too. You know, every time they bring up this little girl, he's like, holy crap, it's Sarah. Yeah. And won't admit it, but finally does admit it to Julie. He's like, yeah, she's returned. Yeah. She's returned. There's no question. I don't know why she won't appear to me. He tells Julia that he's heard her singing twice. Once when he tried to smother Maggie in her room and then again in the cemetery in front of the mausoleum. And, you know, he's urged her, please just show yourself to me, Sarah, please. And she just won't. And Julia is set on finding her, too, because she's concerned that Sarah will get in the way of her treatments, her experiment, and as well as blow Barnabas's whole thing you know, about being a being a vampire and blowing his whole facade that he's just a relative that showed up. Right. 
And I, I do think that Julia was concerned about Barnabas, definitely. But I think she was so dedicated to this experiment and what she was doing for Barnabas that I think in some ways it did take a little bit of precedence for her. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's doing this groundbreaking medical thing, mm-hmm. you know, with Barnabas. And she's basically making him human again. Basically, she's bringing the dead back to life. Yeah. And that, you know, that's... Unheard of. Unheard of. And it's it's <laughs> almost like witchcraft. <laughs> yeah. It's like dead people are dead. They stay dead. They don't come back. And Yeah. But Barnabas, you know, he can, there's a very good chance he's going to be cured of this thing. Yeah. But going back to Maggie, she, she's she been crawling the walls because she's not allowed to leave the house. She's got Joe and her dad keeping her indoors, keeping an eye on her 24-7, and she's just sick of it. She's just ready to get out. She wants to go out for some air one night, and right. I'm Sam is there to stop her and tells her that she he just wants her safe and wants her to stay that way, and Joe agrees. He's like, yeah, Maggie, you got to stay put, and she just isn't worried about the danger anymore she's mm-hmm. like there's nothing out there that's going to get me this is killing me right now i just want to go out for some air yeah. and eventually they agree just to go with her and take her to the blue well just just to get her out of the house at the blue well vicky is sitting there with joe and she tells him that sarah knew where to find maggie the night that sam found her and she said that sarah told david that maggie wasn't dead and maggie wandered into the bar and said that there was a little girl named sarah there with her so sarah is becoming a very real person she's not just david's imaginary friend anymore like more people have seen her sam has seen her willie has seen her Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. they don't put too much stock in david because david's a kid but all these other things have shown up and now they're going maybe maybe sarah's not imaginary you know maybe she's real and Vicky's convinced that Sarah knows something that the rest of them don't know. Sam and Maggie come in and they're all sitting there having a drink and they tell, you know, they tell them what they're thinking about Sarah and that they need to find her and they they talk about what she wore and that Sam sketched a little girl wearing the same type of dress mm-hmm. that, you know, everybody's described her wearing and even David commented to Vicky, Vicky he, he told Vicky that Sarah dresses like they did at the costume party that Barnabas threw yeah. at the old house and just for a second, Maggie has a little flash of hearing like tinkling music when she thinks about Sarah, but mm-hmm. she can't connect it with anything. Mm-hmm. And that seems to be like the only thing that she remembers is this tinkling music. Yeah. But she doesn't remember Sarah. She doesn't remember how Sarah helped her. She doesn't remember how Sarah helped her escape the, the, the basement. Or I don't even think she remembers her escaping Wincliffe. I don't even think she remembers her helping her with that. So the curiosity around Sarah grows and it increases and the search to find her is on. Like it is on full blown. Everybody's looking for her. And Vicky suggests that they go and talk to David about it because he seems to be the one who sees her the most and the most regularly. And and Sarah has shown him the, a very special secret place to hide and play, and it's the Collins Mausoleum. Mm-hmm. The next day, Sam and Joe check around town, but they can't find anything on her. Like, they, they even checked the school system, and apparently Sarah wasn't a common name used, and all the girls that are named Sarah, they were either not in the right age bracket or they didn't fit the description, and Sam even questions whether or not Sarah's even her real name. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, oh, these are kids, you know, they could say anything. And so at one point, they, they head up to Collinwood and they talk to, to David about Sarah and where he's seen her and at this point David and Carolyn are on their way to Bangor yeah. <laughs> like for a day trip or whatever yeah. and David doesn't think that Sarah will help them because 
Sarah chooses the ones that she chooses to help. Like she's right. She chooses. Yeah. And and that's the thing that the grown-ups don't seem to understand is that they can't just get Sarah to help them or to tell them things or find her. Sarah is the one who chooses where she goes and who she helps. And they don't find Sarah when they go out to look for her, but they go down to the old house to talk to Barnabas. And it's the middle of the day, so Barnabas, quote unquote, isn't there. <laughs> <laughs> and But they find Julia there instead. Julia's there all alone. What are you doing here, Miss Hoffman? Right, exactly. And, <laughs> and, of course, that raises questions. Well, how is you being here helping Maggie? You're supposed to be helping Maggie get her memory back. What are you doing here? Yeah. And she's like, well, it's, it's just for my facade. He's like, but you're here alone. Who's this for, you know? Mm-hmm. And Sam tells her <laughs> what we have said all along about a few people on this. She is the master of evasive answers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And when they get home, they learn that Sarah's been there with Maggie while she slept, and she left her doll for Maggie again. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Woodard comes over and asks Maggie, can I borrow this doll? And Dr. Woodard takes it to this doll specialist or this toy specialist in town. And the specialist tells him this doll, it looks brand new, but there's not been one made like this in over 150 years. So Mm. that's their next clue, Mm. you know. And Barnabas tells Julia that no one ever loved him the way that Sarah did. She never knew what he was when she was alive, only that he had changed, but her her love for him never changed. Like, she still loved him just as much, even after it seemed like he had changed. And he's convinced that she's come back to destroy him because she won't appear to him, Mm -hmm. but only to the ones who are trying to destroy him yeah you know he he she keeps appearing to maggie who could destroy him you know be based on what she could remember Mm -hmm. but i think after uh you know joe and sam leave the old house after seeing julia and everything julia heads back up to collinwood is looking for sarah herself right yeah she was sitting there in the old house and she's reading a book or something and she just feels feels this presence and you know the the eerie music comes on and she kind of looks around and who's there, you know, and yeah. and then she, Sarah, is that you? Mm-hmm. And and she goes out to the woods to look for her and can't find her, of course, but Barnabas eventually comes back and she tells him, she's like, look, she was here, yeah. you know, I, I didn't see her, but I felt her, she was here. Yeah. And, and he just, why would she appear to you and yeah. not me? And the book of the ancestors, it was it was open and it was on the page of Sarah. And Barnabas believes that sooner or later Sarah will come to him. Yeah. And even Willie saw her at the window while he was cleaning in the next scene. And he tells Barnabas that he thinks that he's afraid that Sarah is going to hurt him yeah. or bring harm to him. But Barnabas keeps saying she wouldn't do that. She wouldn't allow any, any hurt to come to me because of how much she loves me. Mm-hmm. And over and over he keeps saying that she wouldn't hurt me. She wouldn't betray me. And Willie was like, who are you trying to convince Barnabas? Right. You know? <laughs> right. I think it's really starting to get to Barnabas that Sarah won't come to him when so many others have seen her. Yeah. And this is the person that he loved the most, more than more than Josette and more than Vicky and more than any other Collins and literally in, more than any other human on the planet. Mm-hmm. He loves Sarah more than anything. I loved, I love this human side of Barnabas. You know, up until now, he's got, I got this plan. I'm going to kill Maggie if she remembers and I'm going to get my Josette and I'm going to stop this this wedding between Burke and Vicky. And, and yeah. but this point right here, it just felt so human. You know, mm-hmm. I loved Sarah. She, she, it was more than him just finding a mate. He showed such emotion when he was talking about Sarah. And I, I could, I could feel, I could feel that love that he felt for her and the hurt that he felt when she wouldn't appear to him. Mm-hmm. And at this moment, there was, there was no vampire. It was just Barnabas Collins, mm-hmm. the man, the human. Yeah. And I think it's purely because he misses her and he wants more than anything just to see her again even if it's just for a moment I think 
that he wants that more than he's afraid that she's going to hurt him or expose him. I think he just wants to see her. So there is a point where David goes out looking for Sarah because he claims his crystal ball told him where to find her. (laughs) And... Joe comes over and asks David to, you know, tell him about Sarah and says, hey, can you tell me where she is? Can you tell me where to find her? And Carolyn doesn't, you know, it's it's after dark and Carolyn doesn't want him to go out. He needs to finish his dinner. And, it, you know, you just can't go out, David. Yeah. And, <laughs> but of course, you know, David is David and he goes out anyway. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and he does find her. But of course, she disappears after David tells her that she has to come back to Collinwood with him. And this is the thing I'm talking about. When when somebody tells Sarah, you have to do this, and I need you to talk to them, she's like, nope, I'm out, you know? Mm-hmm. And I decide who I talk to. And even even just a little girl, you know, she was a ghost, but she was so adult-like, too. Yeah, it was so like, proper and well-educated. Definitely. And, and she knew enough to make those decisions. You know, I'm not going to expose myself to just anybody, you right. know? And he goes up, uh, David goes up to the mausoleum just as Willie and Barnabas show up to look for Sarah, too. Mm. And David has to, he ends up having to hide in the secret room and then in the coffin because they come into the secret room. And then he gets locked up in there and doesn't know how to get back out. And so David spends like two days in there. <laughs> and so, of course, everyone at Collinwood is in panic and no one knows where to even start to look for David. And right. they're sure he's on property. But, you know, it's, again, miles and miles of property. So Mm -hmm. once Barnabas finds out that David is looking for Sarah, he's concerned what David knows about him and says that he wants to find out what he knows. And if it turns out that he knows too much, he will, quote unquote, take care of him. Like Barnabas is ready to kill David, this 10 year old kid. Right. Because of what he may or may not know. And I mean, the sheriff and Joe show up at the old house to look for him. And of course, they don't find him. And. Um, At this point, you know, Roger and Liz haven't been seen for a while. They're in Boston, but they come home to find that David is gone. So they have to search, too. And Roger is just he's pissed off that that Vicky and Carolyn let David out of the house and they didn't call him and that he's been missing all night at this point. They get to the cemetery and look around and they come they they meet the old caretaker again, Mm -hmm. who is batty and doesn't know, you know, isn't much help, but. I think, I think the caretaker is more help than they realized, though, because he was like, oh, you know, I heard voices coming from the mausoleum, but it couldn't have been from the little boy because he's alive. I think it's from the little girl, but it actually was David. Yeah. <laughs> so so they go into the mausoleum to look, but David's sleeping, so he doesn't hear them, you know, so they, they miss each other. Mm-hmm. And um, eventually Sarah, Sarah shows up and shows David how to get out of the out of the secret room and David gets out and Sarah disappears and he just he runs immediately into the arms of Barnabas. Mm-hmm. Hello David. I've been but looking I lost you. But now I found you. <laughs> Haven't I? Yes. <laughs> it's one of those famous Yes. It's one of my lines. favorite lines ever. <laughs> With that big old Barney smile. Now I don't think at this point David was afraid of Barnabas. Yeah. Not yet. But Barnabas just started reaming him and questioning him Mm -hmm. about what, you know, what did Sarah tell you? What was her secret that she told her? How old is Sarah? Does Sarah have a family? And, and, you know, and I think that if Barnabas hadn't been so hasty to question him, David wouldn't have been so frightened of him later. Right. And. But he just interrogated the crap out of David. Mm -hmm. And David tried to tell him he wasn't in the mausoleum and he had only been lost in the woods. And just so that he could keep Sarah's secret. And this just makes Barnabas even more suspicious. And Burke finally finds them and takes David back to Collinwood. Right. Saved by the bill. Right, exactly. And, of course, you know, David tells Burke, you know, I don't like the way he looks at me sometimes. And, Mm -hmm. and. 
It's too intense. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. David becomes suspicious of Barnabas because he was convinced that Barnabas was on his way into the mausoleum when he found him. Right. And Barnabas is still fretting over whether or not David knows what he is. Mm -hmm. And he's come to the conclusion that at the very least, David's curiosity has been piqued, especially if he had seen the secret room because the coffin is there. And later, you know, David tells Vicky he feels like someone evil's watching him. And um, that that same night, David has a dream about Barnabas and Barnabas is baring his fangs and and David wakes up screaming. And this is that point, this is uh, when they hear him screaming and Vicky and Burke both walk in. This is back to that surrogate parenting thing, you know. They come in to comfort him. David, what's wrong? What's wrong? And Mm -hmm. tells him, oh, I can't remember my dream. But, But then Vicky goes away. He's like, Burke, I was lying. I do remember my dream. You know, he tells him, what he thinks about Barnabas and, and Burke just runs off with this. Why would he be so scared uh-huh. of Barnabas? And, rah, rah, rah. Uh-huh. and and Vicky was like, I think you're just ready to to make mysterious of everything Barnabas does just just for the sake of, you know. Just because he likes me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's pretty much it. And <laughs> so there's this point in this sequence of events where Barnabas tells Julia the history of how he was chained in the coffin and about the secret room. And he tells Julia that he thinks that David has found out about the secret room and David's knife is in the secret room because he tried to get the door open and because of all of this Barnabas is convinced that David knows his secret and now he's out to kill David to keep his secret and they end up um, Julia and Barnabas end up having to hide in the secret room because Sam and Dr. Woodard have come to check the place out because this is where Sam is convinced that whoever kidnapped Maggie has something to do with this family tomb so they're coming to check it out and they find Sarah's tomb there and immediately feel the connection with the Sarah that they've been searching for yeah Everyone who comes into contact with her notices that her manner is very quaint and that her dresses are old-fashioned and the doll is over 150 years old and they're starting to get the idea that Sarah is a ghost. They're finally catching on that yeah. Sarah's a ghost. Yeah. And now the thing is, do you believe in ghosts? Right, exactly. It's <laughs> like, if you believe, you know, if you don't believe in ghosts, then this wouldn't have even have come up to you, you know. Yeah. Sarah's just this mysterious girl and nobody can find her. Mm-hmm. But once you start thinking about, well, maybe there really are ghosts, you know, there's a really good chance that this little girl's a ghost. (laughs) So, and this is where Dr. Woodard Woodard starts getting antsy and impatient with Julia. Yes. And he, yes. And he, he sends David to bed that night, turns around and tells Julia, you know, he's like, I want you to produce a full report on Maggie. And if you do not, I will take her from your care. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's because you've just been la ti da on this case. It feels yeah. Like. I haven't heard anything, and oh, everything's fine. I get the same answer from you. And she's been spending and, all this time up in the old house with Barnabas, and that's not helping Maggie at all. Right. And he, when he went by the Evans cottage earlier in the day, Joe's like, Maggie, tell him what happens when when Doctor Hoffman comes over, and she goes, nothing, mm-hmm. nothing happens. She comes, she asks me how I'm feeling, she checks my pulse, and that's it. That's right. He yeah. was like, so she comes over and gives you a routine checkup, but she doesn't give you any sort of exercises for your memory. She's like, nope. And so that's when he's like, okay, you know what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And this is when Doctor Woodard starts closing in on the truth, you know? Yeah. And. Yeah. So he, you know, he presents that ultimatum to Julia. Look, re- produce a report or, or, or you're out. I'm taking you off the case. Mm-hmm. And, and she's got to be close to Maggie because of what Barnabas did. Right, exactly. She's got to be close to She's got to be there because she's the only way that Maggie's not remembering. Mm-hmm. And she hears Dr. Woodard, but she's very distracted because the dogs outside are howling. Yeah. And she kind of shrugs him off a little bit. She's like, yeah, okay, I got you. And he just gets fed up. He was like, you know what? As of this moment, you are no longer her doctor. I'm over this. Yeah. And, and he walks out. But 
Julia is like, okay, fine, you know, doesn't think too much of that, but she knows from the howling of the dogs that something is eating Barnabas. Something is really getting in his crawl. Yeah. So she runs off and runs to the old house, and she runs in the house just as Barnabas is about to leave to kill David. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Julia does everything that she can do to stop him, and he tells her that there is nothing on earth that can stop him. And then at that point, the front doors fly open, and you can hear London Bridge. Oh, yeah. And she yeah. goes, nothing on earth can stop you except for a little girl. and Willie is convinced that this is why Barnabas this night Barnabas attacked another girl and Willie thinks that this is why yeah and he told Barnabas he's like look you got to be careful and I really hope that you're as safe as you think you are yeah and Barnabas wants him to go into town and find out what people have been saying Mm -hmm. and what they think is going on and so this is where we get to the point where Dr. Woodard and Sam and the sheriff talk about this plan that they want to set in motion yeah Um, Dr. Woodard comes to Sam and says, look, I want to catch this guy. I think we should set a trap. And Sam was like, hell no. (laughs) I'm not putting my daughter's life in danger. Yeah. And he was like, I don't want to do that. That's 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 like putting Maggie's going to be a sitting duck. No way. Mm -hmm. And but Maggie comes out. She's like, I'm all for it. She's like, I just want to get my life back. Yeah, this is going to cut this crap out. Then right. She's like, I don't feel like I'm risking my life because this is my life now. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I feel like I'm being held prisoner in my own home. And this is no way to live. And I I just want this to be over. Yeah. And, you know, it isn't until Sheriff Patterson, you know, assures Sam that the house is going to be heavily guarded. There's going to be cops everywhere. And Mm -hmm. Sam reluctantly uh, agrees to do the plan. So the plan is that Sam is going to go into the blue whale and he's supposed to act like he's completely sloshed and the sheriff is supposed to be with him and Sam is supposed to let it slip that Maggie's memory is coming back and that he's going to make she's going to make the sheriff a famous man because they're going to close the case and Mm -hmm. the bar is full the bar is full of people and Willie's on the other side of the bar listening to all of this and you know, Maggie's going to make you a famous man because you're going to close this case. And the sheriff's like, shut up, Sam. Just be quiet, Sam, yeah, you know. Sam. And so <laughs> they go over to the other table and sher- the sheriff kind of goes to the bar and he's like, hey, just just forget about everything he said. He's like, are you getting close? He's like, no, we're not getting close. Just forget about what you heard. <laughs> but Willie heard everything and he runs off to tell Barnabas. He's like, look, this is what I heard. Yeah. Barnabas buys it. He eats it up. He, he buys it. And falls right into the trap. Yeah. And Sam, I thought, <laughs> Sam did a fantastic job of, of acting like he was drunk. I mean, he he seemed like his old self when he was drinking just to drink his sorrows away. Mm-hmm. I felt like he did a fantastic job. Because once he goes back to the table, he's like, well, now Maggie's a sitting duck. And Sheriff was like, well, by tomorrow morning, it should be all over town that Maggie's memory is coming back, you know. Right. But right. Barnabas, you know, he hears this and he's ready to just go off to Maggie's and kill her in her sleep. Because right. she's like he's tried before. Right. And Willie just is like, look, just leave town. Just leave town, dude. You'll be fine. And he's like, I'm not leaving here. This is call is my home. I'm not leaving here. Yeah. And, you know, this prompts Barnabas to go up to Collinwood and find Julia. Julia is not there. So he tells Vicky, hey, when she gets here, I got to I got to have her have her come down to the old house. And then he just leaves. Very unlike Barnabas. He was like, is Julia is 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 Miss Hoffman here? He's like, no, she's not here. Just tell her I need to see her at the old house. It's urgent. Bye. Yeah. And that's it. Oh, okay. <laughs> and Vicky was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so he tells her that Maggie's memory is returning and what Sam and the sheriff said inside the blue whale earlier. And Barnabas wants Julia to go to Maggie that night and make sure her memory is gone. But Julia's like, I can't. Dr. Woodard took me off the case. Right. I can't. Right. 
And but she tells Barnabas, look, her memory is gone. I hypnotize her. The only way she'll remember is if I hypnotize her again and tell her to remember. Yeah. But Barnabas, he, she, he isn't he isn't buying any of it, you know. But he does pretend to go along with Julia and tells her that he won't do anything to Maggie and asks her to go prepare his next injection. But Willie, Willie knows. He was yeah. like, you're, you're, you're planning something. Yeah. It's like, I know you're not. I know you're lying to her. Yeah. And. <laughs> he tries to talk Barnabas out of it, but Barnabas is just, he's too headstrong, and he says that he's going to kill Maggie that night when the moon goes behind the clouds and it's completely dark, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Willie just, he he goes back and forth with this. He just, he's like, I, I cannot let, I can't let him do this, and I, I there's nothing I can do. What am I supposed to do? And I can't just let him kill her, and just toys with himself and feels helpless and even tells Julia, you know, what Barnabas is planning. And Julia tries to go again and be like, look, I've got a letter. I wrote a letter. And if I die or if Maggie dies, that letter is going to be given to the authorities. Well, she was completely bluffing and Barnabas kind of called her bluff on it. Mm -hmm. And this is the point, we've mentioned this before, but this is the point where Willie goes ahead of Barnabas to Maggie's house to warn her that she's in danger. Yeah. And there's cops all around the house protecting her. So when Willie shows up, naturally they assume he's the kidnapper. And they shoot him several times. Mm-hmm. And I think at the end of it they said he's got five bullets in his back. And it's 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 a wonder if he if he's even, you know, if he's, he's not dead. The night. Yeah, yeah, if he's not dead, it'll be a, it'll be a friggin' miracle. Yeah. But he was. He, he, did, he did live. And, yeah. you know, had to go to the hospital and have emergent surgery, a very long surgery. But this is where Willie takes all of those bullets for Barnabas. If it hadn't been for Willie going ahead of him, Barnabas would have gotten all of those bullets. And, I he, mean, sh- and he showed Barnabas, this is why I don't, you don't need to go out there. Right, like exactly. He- now, if it had been Barnabas, it wouldn't have hurt him because he's yeah. a vampire. Right. But this would have exposed him because, you know, you get shot five times in the back and you just get up like it's nothing while somebody's right. going to notice that, you know. It's just like in the future here when Barnabas gets put in the hospital because of the car accident. Yeah. It would have been the same situation. It's just got prolonged a little bit. Yeah, and exactly. He got lucky. Exactly. <clears throat> so Willie does survive. He survives the shooting. He survives the surgery. Yeah. But he's in a pretty deep coma. Everyone thinks that Willie was the kidnapper. and Yeah, they just go along with it. and Everyone yeah. is shocked. I'm, I'm shocked as I'm talking about it. I'm like, I'm sitting here, like, reliving, watching it. And right. Like, literally and figuratively took the bullets for Barnabas. Like, whether it was to protect Maggie in some way, maybe it was to protect Barnabas, too. Yeah. Like, because, you know, Willie is kind of like his servant till the end. Like, he's been Stokes. Absolutely. And Willie was faithful to the end. Him. I mean, it, I think it just became that way. Um, you know, he was kind of always his servant, but, you know, I'll do anything for you. Right. You I know? mean, it started out, Willie started out as being, you know, he was the one who made all the trouble, and he was at the wrong place in the wrong time, and that's why Barnabas chose him, you know. Mm-hmm. But then Willie developed into this servant that he he just couldn't betray Barnabas no matter how much he tried and wanted to. Yeah. And part of that was because he was under Barnabas's power. But like we said, even when Barnabas wasn't a vampire anymore, Willie was still there. Yeah, Willie was still there and protected Barnabas and yeah. covered him, and it just... Still antsy and paranoid as ever, but... Right. And just to see this scene, it, it was one of those scenes that made me sit up and, you know, hand over my mouth and, and almost a little bit of tears in my eyes going, oh my gosh, Willie, you know? And yeah. at this point, you know, even though Willie started off being a really rough neck and we didn't... <laughs> 
very cringy, you know, at this point we're like, Willie, no, we can't, you know, he can't die. And that was my reaction. But that is about all the time we have for today. Next week, we'll go further into this and talk more about um, Willie in his uh, current condition in the hospital. And we'll go more into the story where we're closing in. Dr. Woodard's closing in and we get to talk about what happens with that. And pretty soon, y'all, we will be back in uh, 1795 and we'll get to talk about that too. But we just want to say thank you again for joining us. Before we go tonight, I just want to send a huge, we just want to send a huge shout out to Philip. We just want to say thanks so much for your email. We really enjoy talking about Dark Shadows too. We've been longtime fans all of our lives too. It's (laughs) it's really exciting for us to get to talk about this and... um, we appreciate your comments and whatever else you got, guys. We would love to hear from you. Yeah. Between the Shadows 2021 at Gmail. But until then, folks, let's just keep it between us and the shadows. Good night, guys. Good night. Dr. Hoffman is wrong. I know it. She didn't fool Barnabas. Nobody can fool him. He just let her think that she fooled him so she'd leave him alone. Now he's going to kill Maggie Evans tonight the same as he killed Jason. Well, at least Jason deserved it. She doesn't. Now who will be next? David, probably. Then Devlin. Then anybody who gets too close to him. And all I can do is stand by and watch as long as I live. I'll live with death, people dying, and worse. I can't let it go on. I've got to do something. I've got to warn Maggie Evans. Tell her to get out of town as fast as she can. That's right. I could do that. I've got to do that. What's the use of kidding myself? I won't. I can't. If I did, Barnabas would know. He'd kill me or worse. So I have to stand by and let her die. All of them. One by one. All of them die. There's nothing I can do. Nothing at all. You've been listening to Between the Shadows, a Dark Shadows podcast. All original Dark Shadows music, video clips, images, and media are the sole property of Dan Curtis Productions and is only used to promote Dark Shadows and should not be distributed, copied, or reproduced.